listening to a collection of interviews conducted on arts and culture on the morning mixtape with your host, Nicole DiDonato. Listen live every Thursday morning at 9.15 a.m. on CGRU 1280 a.m. in Toronto or stream it online at CGRU.ca. Welcome to Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. I had the chance to sit down with Toronto singer-songwriter Robin Dan and talk to her about her experimental pop and R&B project, Bernice. Other members of the band include Tom Gill, Colin Fisher, Dan Forden, Felicity Williams, and Phil Melanson. They recently released their new EP, Puff, on Arts and Crafts Records. The songs on the EP have a dreamlike quality and are diverse in terms of the themes and the ideas. Bernice will be performing at the Toronto Bicycle Music Festival at Humber Bay Park West this Sunday, September 10th. In the interview, Robin and I talked about her songwriting, the new EP, as well as the band's upcoming show. Let's take a listen. Hey Robin, how's it going? Great, how are you Nicole? I'm good, thanks so much for joining me this morning. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So um, first to begin, I was wondering if you could tell me about what your first introduction to music was. Oh, my first introduction to music. Well, I actually have a very musical family, which is kind of a part of the story of my life and the band and everything. My parents are both musicians. And um, so I think my first introduction to music was probably well before I was born. Um, my mom's a harpist. My dad plays viola. And uh, yeah, I, I, I first remember getting into music of my own, like in my own right, when I was probably about, I think, six or seven. And uh, my cousin Eric gave me a tape of Brian Adams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I became like a huge Brian Adams fan at the age of seven. Singing along in the car, and yeah, I was pretty obsessed with, I think it was Waking Up the Neighbors, that was the tape. Oh, wow. That's awesome. It all started there. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool, too, that it kind of all started with your family, you know, having that influence. I remember reading about that, and I was like, oh, that's so cool that you kind of have that, yeah, musical family, and very cool. It all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I find that, yeah, a lot of musicians, it kind of comes from, like, yeah, family influences or friend influences mainly, which is is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and now I wanted to ask you, how did Bernice first start? Well, I went to U of T, actually, for music. Um, I went to the jazz program, and I met Tom Gill, who now is playing with us. He plays keyboards, and he's been playing in Bernice since the very beginning. And I met Dan, who plays bass still with us. Um, And then we kind of just became really, really close. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I, over the years, met Phil, met Felicity. We were playing with Colin Fisher for a long time. And uh, it's just been a natural progression of the musical community in Toronto, really, through a lot of people who went to music school, but then also over the years, just people who are, you know, part of the songwriting community that I that I am a part of. And um, it was just kind of like a natural... We just kind of gathered together and, and started playing my songs and just have gone from there. Right. That's yeah. awesome. And and where did the the name Bernice come from? Uh, Bernice was my grandmother's name, my maternal grandmother's name. 
Um, so when I was kind of starting to decide to really pursue writing my own songs and making my own band happen, I was searching around for, like, I didn't really want to use my own name for some reason. It just didn't feel right. Um, so I was searching for, like, a band name and finding it completely impossible. Um, <laughs> and then I sort of landed on Bernice because it's kind of like a happy medium between myself and then something else, you know, mm -hmm. like it, it is definitely related to me and my, my life and my family, but it's not my name. So yeah, it's like a, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And it makes me think of one of your songs too on your EP, which we'll talk about later, um, which kind of has a similar idea with like, like names of um, members of your family. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll talk mm -hmm. about that. St. Lucia, we'll talk about that cool. in a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's a really interesting kind of story. And it's a nice name as well. I really, I really love it. Um, yeah, I find everybody has a Bernice in their life or, or like in their past, like so many times people have come up to me and said, oh my you know, I have an aunt or my mom or my grandmother. So it's, yeah, I've found that it's been a nice, like, conversation starter over the years. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of something familiar for other people, too, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, and I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about how you developed your sound. So I know that you guys, um, your sound is kind of described as um, dream pop, indie, weird, <laughs> R&B, electronic, just a bunch of different things. So, yeah, how did that kind of all come about um yeah it's 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 so funny describing music like it's just so impossible to put words down to like describe a sound I find but I mean and all of those descriptions are for sure accurate in their in their way um but yeah I think for us finding our sound has just been um playing together having fun experimenting um we definitely come from kind of like a school of of having the impulse to improvise a lot because we went to jazz school. Uh, so even though we aren't really playing jazz anymore in this band, at least there still is this spirit of always kind of trying to find new feels, new grooves, new sounds that feel that feel good and and light, and that's kind of what we always go back to when we're figuring out a new song, like. We don't create, like, a drum part that we all know that Phil's going to play every single time and then, like, a guitar line. There's definitely aspects of that happening, for sure. Like, things we land on that feel really good. But I guess our sound is always changing because because of that spirit of, you know, playfulness and experimentation. And it's kind of what we like to do. That's what's the kind of music that we like to play. So... Mm -hmm. That's what we do, yeah. Yeah, no, I love it. I know each song, too, um, on your latest EP is very um, different, and it's it, they all have, yeah, like, some. You, there's some similarities. Like, you can kind of tell, like, what songs are, like, Bernice songs, but, like, <laughs> um, they're all so different, and, like, I've never heard anything like it before, which I'm sure is something you probably get a lot, too. It's, like, your music really does stand out because it, it has all these different elements and experimentation, which is super cool. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> and um, so I wanted to ask you a bit about your songwriting process. So how how does that work for you exactly? I think that some people have like a really clear way of writing songs that works for them. And I've found 
over the years that my process is to kind of have no process. I think that's the best way I could describe it. I have to sort of trick myself into working because I'm a really big procrastinator. So, you know, I'll tell myself, like, I'm not writing a song. I'm just going for a walk. And if I happen to be, you know, thinking about lyrics on the way to buy something, like, that's okay. It's not writing a song. So then I'll work while I go do something. Or, you know, if I'm in the subway, I might write some stuff down. And it's kind of like a process of tricking myself more into writing it than anything. (laughs) But then once I actually uh, sit down, I usually these days sit down at the computer and I work in Ableton. Um, using different synthesizers and um, plugins and things to to make a demo. And I'll kind of write it as I create the demo on the computer. I used to use the piano and just sing and play, but now I'm definitely more... I have more fun using Ableton. I think I write better songs that way. Yeah, that's so cool. I love how you say you kind of have to trick yourself. I think that's so funny. And it's really interesting, too, because um, like before interviewing you, I was reading about um, some of your songs and what they're about. And again, we'll talk about that in a bit. But it's so interesting because I feel like each of your songs are inspired by very like I don't want to say random things, but very unique (laughs) things. Like, for example, like Don't Want to Be European is a very Mm. interesting song. Um, Again, I'll talk about that in a bit. (laughs) But um, it's just cool because I feel like, yeah, it's it's just interesting because I know a lot of people tend to write about, you know, like, for example, love songs mm-hmm. a lot of the time. But I feel like with you, it's it's very different. You know, one song might be inspired by a family member or the name of a family member and something else might be inspired by a bear. A little, yeah. little teaser for later. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm afraid of writing songs that are so that are too predictable. So I do I do tend to be drawn toward maybe imagery or melodic ideas that that feel new to me like I'm like okay I've never heard something like this before I can go from here but ultimately I am just trying to write like a nice song that sounds pretty that probably is about love because that's kind of what we are all interested in in the end um but yeah I think they kind of they come out in a sort of roundabout way for me they're not as like literal maybe lyrically uh as as some other people but I'm I um, will always be envious of those songwriters who can just write like a straight up gorgeous love song that's mm-hmm. talking about their life, you know. So maybe maybe I will write some songs. I hope I will write some songs like that someday that are just like beautiful, good songs that are really like, you know, just right there for you to mm-hmm. figure out. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, I find that too with your songwriting, it is yeah a little bit more abstract too, or like, you know, they're about things that, you know, maybe you don't like see right on the surface. Again, that song about the bear, the first time I listened to it, I had no idea, but I was like, what? Yeah. So I read about it and I was like, that's so cool. Um, yeah. With that being said though, so you guys released an EP called Puff via Arts and Crafts in, back in June. So I love the EP. We play it here at the station. It's really great. Um, and I was just wondering, how would you describe it? Ooh. Um... Well, I think the name kind of describes it pretty well for me. It's like um it's like a multicolored cloud that's just kind of floating around and it takes on many different shapes and sometimes it's a storm cloud and sometimes it's just like a sun shower and um I love I love it. I'm really proud of it and um I I guess I would describe it, yeah. Like a like a cloud. Like a cloud. <laughs> it seems very very silly, but um yeah, I I would hate. I don't want to. I want to use musical genre terms. So mm-hmm. yeah, 
Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. I totally feel like, well, it also is very dreamy too, your music. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the whole cloud idea is really a very interesting thing. And like you said, there's various like colors and um, textures and ideas and themes that you're also exploring too. So it's, it's a very, it's a very cool thing. Um, yeah, and I want to talk a bit more specifically about some of the songs on the EP. So the first one I want to talk about is the first song, which is St. Lucia. So, um, yeah, I know I, I read a bit about um, kind of what this song is about, but I was wondering if you could, yeah, describe that um, for our listeners, kind of what inspired that song. Sure. Uh, so my great aunt, my Auntie Irene, passed away um, a few years ago, and uh, I... She's my mom's aunt, and my mom would always kind of talk about her throughout my life, but I never really knew her um, because she lived in Winnipeg and we were living in Toronto. So after she died, I, I started to just kind of think about lineage and family and inheriting not only like genetic information or, or I suppose how inside that genetic information is so much more than just how tall you are, you know, what color your eyes are, but it's also how you laugh, how you smile, how you gesture. And so I was thinking about that as I wrote the song and thinking about how, you know, a name can can carry down through a family in the same way that maybe like a, a love of a certain type of food or a tendency to trip and bash into things a lot, I imagine. I, I just don't know. So this sort of mystery and the, the the comfort that you could take in the fact that you are kind of just a product of everybody who came before you. So there's nothing you can do but just continue to pass that on and and try to, you know, love your friends and have a good time and enjoy your life. And it's a lot easier said than done, but that was the, the feeling that I was trying to convey. Yeah, and I, th I think it's such an interesting idea, too, to kind of think of how you, like, yeah, embody the traits of the women before you or other family members. And just, I think it's just a really interesting idea, too. And I think it's just such a such a beautiful thing to write about. I've never heard of anyone writing a song mm -hmm. about that either. So it's it's a super cool idea and, yeah, super unique. And the beat, too, for the song is just amazing. Very, like, dance-worthy songs and, like, mm -hmm. just you vibe with it so well. Um, so, yeah. Super cool. It's super Thanks. cool. And you have great vocals, too. You have really, like, airy, dreamlike vocals. Mm -hmm. So I, I love it. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And, um, yeah, the next song I want to talk about is Don't Want to Be European. So, yeah, one of my favorite songs. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, even after hearing about the idea. So can you tell me a bit about um, the process of writing that song yeah, and what sure. inspired it? Um, we were... In Banff, I was able to, I was lucky enough to go and do the, um, it's called the Indie Band Residency at Banff. I don't know if it still exists. I hope that it does, but run by um, Kevin Drew and Brendan Canning from Broken Social Scene and, you know, many other people, obviously. Uh, and we, we, um, we got there on the first day and we were given this sort of orientation about the campus and this is where you get food and this is your key card and then they just threw in there that that day or the day before on campus they had had a bear a little bear roaming around um and he was up in a tree and they unfortunately I guess with bears because they pose a certain threat to the people they have to get them off campus so they shot him down with a tranquilizer and just because of the height that he fell from and because I guess he was too young he died when he when he hit the ground uh so I was kind of 
sad about that. And um, and then f- I was there with Phil, and then Phil got the flu, and he was, like, in our room sick, and I was just kind of sitting in the studio like, well, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I ended up just kind of writing this. I decided to write this song, which is kind of from the perspective of this bear, uh, trying to imagine what it must feel like to be looking down at these people, thinking, like, why can't you guys just leave me alone? I, this is my this is my home. You know, you're just visitors here. I just want to, I just want to hang out in this tree. (laughs) So that's what the song's about. No, yeah, I was reading about that. And it's, it's so, it's like such an interesting idea too. I was recently in Banff too, so I can totally like picture, yeah, like landscape. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful there. Oh my gosh. Anyone who hasn't gone has to go. It's, it's amazing. Um, But yeah, I know, and especially like a, like a cub or like a baby bear, like that's so sad to, like, you know, it's, it's, like I don't want to say harmless because obviously like wild animals like there is a threat but like yeah. it's sad because it's like yeah this poor like I bear know. is probably just like I'm just I'm just chilling yeah <laughs> but it's it's a really yeah it's a cool idea too and I even like the first like the first line in the song is hanging from a branch which is super cool because I never <laughs> I was listening to it and I was like this is a great song but like I'm not too sure yeah, what it's about what the hell is she talking yeah, about <laughs> yeah but it's it's amazing though and just like yeah now like after knowing that and listening to it again I'm like this is such a powerful song and such oh, a cool idea thanks. um yeah, and it's 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 interesting. So I think it's important too to think, like from the perspective of animals too, right? Like especially now, like you know, with global warming and all this environmental yeah. stuff. I think it's really important to yeah think about that and even I don't totally. know. Totally, it's it's just it's, it's interesting and yeah, for yeah. sure. I was just hearing my dad was telling me about how down in Texas, because there's this horrible flooding happening, there have been these rafts of ants, like uh, huge. I don't know like stinging ants and they they've they've created this survival tool by creating rafts of dead ants that they then float on and live on and these rafts of ants are floating into like downtown dallas i guess and people are just kind of dealing with with this crazy like you'll see like just like a huge flotilla of stinging ants floating by you i i don't oh i haven't gosh. actually like looked it up so i don't know the facts of it but also it's like what is going on you know these yeah. just wildlife and 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 urban life are totally blending mm-hmm. in a way that they you know we can't stop that from happening so it's definitely like it's an issue i think it's going to become more and more of an issue too and something mm-hmm. that I hope we can have some creative solutions too, rather than just trying to like kill all of the animals that come in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I think that they did the right thing in Banff. They did yeah, what they yeah. had to do, but um, yeah. Anyway. No, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, and it, it it is hard too. Yeah, especially like out west in Canada, like you are in kind of more of like a foresty landscape. There are going to be bears. There are going to be other animals around. So it's it's hard. But yeah, I feel like as time goes on, hopefully people can figure out a better solution too. Um, but yeah, again, like the in terms of like the actual like music as well for the song um, and the beats, it was just it's a, a great song, um, so catchy. I'm always like I used to I play it here on CGRU 30, one of our shows, and like I'm always dance along to it. It's uh. it's so fun. It's like such a good song. Um, yeah, and I just I just love kind of how you were inspired by that as well. It's super cool. Um, and again, just it kind of speaks to like your songwriting process and how you're just kind of inspired by things that happen around you and it just happens naturally, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, another song I want to talk about is David. So this is a bit of a slower track, and I believe this might be the third song on the EP, but um, yeah, I, I love this song as well, and I was wondering if you could tell me a bit more about the story behind it. Yeah, um, the da- so David um, is less of like a specific 
um, story than the other two, I guess. But um, it's it's something that I had been thinking about a lot when I wrote it. Just um, uh, friends in my life, people who have been close to me who have been dealing and will probably deal with for the rest of their lives just this um, tendency to maybe fall into a depression or deal with a lot of anxiety and how that's just kind of a part of their life. And um, so I use the name David just kind of as like a general, almost the same way that for me, Bernice is a name that a lot of people can connect with for in some way. And David also is kind of a name that it's like a very, very old name. And continues to be a really um, popular name in at least like the English Western world. Um, So yeah, it's about just somebody who's feeling really bad and trying to figure it out and how they just kind of need something to grab onto because all of the little tasks of life uh, feel kind of insurmountably difficult. Um, So I, I kind of tried to just speak to that that feeling and and maybe how sometimes it feels like there's like nothing will help but hopefully there's some kind of light somewhere that they can grab onto and come out of it mm-hmm. yeah again a very powerful um like topic to write about and I I really love that I'm very inspired by yeah this the types of songs like the types of ideas that you write about as well I think it's it's a very um, like empowering and, and strong thing to like write about and I think it, it does inspire other people and I think a song like that too um, is just yeah beautifully written beautiful um, like like melodies and beats and just the whole song is just amazing um, but I love too that it's about like a, a deeper topic and mm-hmm. something that you know a lot of people can relate to like especially now too I feel like more and more people like struggle with depression and anxiety mm-hmm. um, because of like I feel like social media is a big factor and just the way that the world is changing you know there's a lot of anxiety so I think that yeah yeah, it's something that um, is super relatable and um, I think it's important to kind of write songs about stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah good for you and (laughs) yeah just I love it I love it so much Um, and yeah just I love too I want to say once again that I love how each song on the EP just is about such different things (laughs) and um, musically too they're very unique so it's it's a super cool um, EP as well um, and yeah, the last song I want to talk about, I know there's five songs, but um, mm. the last song I want to talk about for now is Talking About Her. So this is sure. a really cool song. Um, it's very unique sounding, too. It sounds not, like nothing I've heard before, so it's super <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, can you tell me a bit about the songwriting process for this? Sure, yeah. Uh, talking About Her, uh, also kind of like a not not one specific event or 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 idea triggered it, but it was just kind of about, I wanted to write about the tendency that we all have among our friends, and I'm sure it's not isolated to my social circle, but how we just love to talk about each other. You know, you you are with a group of friends and you, you end up kind of breaking down another friend's, like what's going on in their life, and, and certain friends for sure are more, are more apt to, to, to talk about people. And um, I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing, actually, because we, I, I think this is even in the lyrics, how it's like we just, we just do it because we love each other, really, but how it can cause some fallout, it can cause some pain and misinterpretations and miscommunications. And um, it, it's something, it's funny because it's it's something that, I think I always associate with like 
high school, like, you know, that kind of social drama, but it seems to carry through and into the rest of life in maybe more subtle ways. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just a song about how we like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love that. And I do love that lyric. You do say something like that where it's like, yeah, we're talking about her because you love her. So Mm -hmm. I I can't remember the exact lyric, but there is something where you say that. And I think it is a kind of interesting idea too, because you're right. People, I feel like if you don't talk, then like what, like, it's like almost like you need to talk to like make things real or to, you know, reflect on things. And Uh so I think it's interesting to kind of think about that, how you talk about people or like, you know, you might be talking to other friends about your other friend because you're worried about them or they're in a bad relationship or whatever. So I think it's, it's interesting. I feel like with a lot of people, yeah, they do have good intentions, but yeah, like you said, it can kind of like something can get miscommunicated or can start drama. So very interesting. Again, just like such relatable things you write about. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. We're all just like each other's therapists, ultimately. And and I think that that has to be that way. But yeah, it's, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. It's definitely complicated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was wondering, um, so I know that for, I forgot to ask this question, but I know for St. Lucia, um, it was produced by Grammy Award winner Sean Everett. So um, I was wondering, what was it like working with him? And did he also like work on the other songs as well on the EP? Or was it just that, that one song? Well, actually, all of the songs that we've talked about so far, those four tracks are the four songs that we worked on with Sean. So Gemini, the last song on the EP that we didn't talk about. Um, wait a minute. No, Gemini was Sean too. There's one track. Oh, it's David that he didn't that he didn't work on. Anyway, four out of the five tracks on the EP were produced by Sean. Uh, and working with him was really fun. We met him in Banff, actually. He he used to live at Banff, and he comes back. I, th- I don't know if he still does, but at the time we went, he had been coming back every year to do this band kind of residency, and a big part of that residency was recording. So we got thrown into the studio with him, and um, it was really, really wonderful. He's like a... Um, He's a workaholic. He works. He has no limit to the amount of hours that he could spend in the studio. It's pretty wild. And um, so we went out to L.A. and spent time with him in his uh, home studio there. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe. Basically, just like he can do anything. He has lots of ideas all the time. He's really open. He's like super encouraging and so enthusiastic about music in general and really just like a a wonderful uplifting spirit to have on your side. <laughs> so I felt super lucky um to be able to work with him and um and yeah, and now he's had this wonderful Grammy success and uh, I couldn't be happier for him I mean I think he's I haven't worked with a ton of producers actually we've done a lot of self-producing and co-producing with for this um, album this next album that we're releasing later on this year we've co-produced it with Matt Smith who's also incredible Um, but yeah so as a first experience of working with kind of like a more flashy to put it you know like if you have to put it that way producer like LA producer (laughs) it was a really great experience so um yeah Sean's amazing 
That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to hear you had a good experience. I mean, that's that's so awesome getting to work with someone like that. And I think, um, yeah, it's it's just really cool. And I love the EP once again. It's really cool. And it's, it's awesome that you got to work with him. So very nice. Thanks. And I, I like, too, that you're releasing an album, um, like, later this year, you mentioned. So we'll talk about that yeah. later. But that, that's super cool that you're, uh, yeah, working on more stuff, too. Um, yeah. And so I was wondering, what is your favorite song off the EP and why, if you can pick one? Ooh. Um... Well, um, I don't know that I have a favorite, but um, I think at the moment, if I was to put put a song on for myself right now, it might be um, Gemini. Uh, maybe because it it was sort of a a really easy one for me to write. I wrote it really quickly, and we started it from scratch out west with Sean, and we created that track I think in like one afternoon basically I recorded what was gonna be just a demo vocal on this really crappy little tiny microphone and that ended up being the vocal that is now on the track and I recorded the piano part also like there was a lot of sound bleeding in from next door these women uh, having this like I don't know what it was but some kind of like energetic like power some kind of like power workout in which they like were screaming at one point and you can hear that in the track so we were thinking like oh we'll we'll re-record that but we never did it's just on there so it just it just feels really special to me that that track because it feels really like like it it does the word record um justice by actually just being a record of a moment in time when we just made that song and we didn't change it very much and it it just is what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah I love that and I think um yeah it does have a very interesting sound Gemini compared to the other songs too and it is a bit of a slower song too I want to say but um yeah I think that's so awesome too that you kind of like like had the kind of mindset that you were going to go and re-record certain yeah. parts but it just ended yeah. up staying and I think that's super cool because then it's kind of yeah like authentic to the moment into what you were feeling and thinking and yeah, yeah kind of so it's it's super cool and and I love that. Who who would have thought, right? That that's so awesome. Totally. Um yeah, so cool. And um yeah, so I know that Bernice is performing on September 10th at the Toronto Bicycle Music Festival um at Humber Bay Park West. So um I was wondering what does it mean to be playing at this festival? <laughs> uh it's really special for me partially because it's run by some wonderful people. Charlotte Cornfield and Don Kerr are the musical directors. And James Hetmanek is, I think he's just maybe the director of the festival. I should have looked that up before coming in. But um, three really great people in Toronto. Charlotte also co-runs the Burdock um, oh, venue. Nice. And she also releases her own music. And Don Kerr, wonderful drummer and musician. And um, it's also special because it's completely powered by bikes. So um, the stage is going to be powered by people spinning uh, next to it. That's so cool. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm looking forward to just experiencing that and being outside and enjoying, hopefully, you know, some warm end-of-summer weather. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool. I know I was mentioning to you before that I think I never I've never heard of this festival, but it's such a cool idea and yeah, I love that kind of yeah, the whole bicycle idea and like being powered by bikes. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's going to be super fun and it's a really fitting event for the end of summer as well. And um yeah, for people who haven't seen you perform live, what can people expect from your live show? You can expect um 
Oh, I don't know. We're actually we're we're doing a fun cover. We just uh, yesterday we're rehearsing and we're going to be playing a Sean Colvin song. Uh, one of my favorite Sean Colvin songs called "Steady On," so they can expect to hear that. I don't know. We have a really good time when we perform. It's something that feels really good for us, I think, to be able to share our energy and our songs with people. So, yeah, I just I just feel really lucky to be able to to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I hopefully that like energy just conveys from the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it definitely does. I mean, I've I've seen you guys. I saw you guys perform at Field Trip um, back in June. And yeah, I thought you guys you guys were really a really interesting act to watch. And I think you guys just felt like you were very into it, like especially mm-hmm. watching you sing too. you just seemed like you were very into like the music and the songs. And I mean, most performers are, but like just in a, it, was, it was in a very interesting <laughs> and like captivating way, too, because you felt like it just felt... Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah, Thanks. I love it. You guys are cool to watch live. So Thanks. everyone who's going is in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I was wondering, um, do you have a favorite song that you like to perform live? Or um, I mean, I'm always excited about the newest, the newest song, um, just because it feels fresh and um, exciting. So we we actually just learned a brand new song of mine yesterday. So I guess I'm most excited about that one. I don't know if we'll play it on the 10th because it's it's very, you know, it takes time for something to kind of get mm-hmm. worked in and feel comfy. But um, who knows? I, maybe we will just wing it. But yeah, it's it's about well, it's about many things. But it mentions a beaver that oh. I saw on the Toronto Island. So oh, there I you love go. it. There you another, go. Another <laughs> animal, just like a <laughs> stream of consciousness. Uh, Robin songwriting process. Yeah, I love it so much. And do you do you find are you inspired by like environmental things? Like, would you? I guess animals, nature-related things, or or is it just kind of just happens? I think it just happens, but I've definitely always been into animals. Anybody who knows me would would be able to uh, support that claim. When I was, I can't remember how old, um, for Christmas I got uh, my parents adopted a manatee for me. Oh. <laughs> so and I was really excited about that gift. So that tells you a little something about just the way I used to role when I was little um yeah I mean you know animals are are fascinating how could you not be interested in them (laughs) I know seriously animals are great Um, yeah, and I was wondering, this is kind of more of a general question, um, I was wondering if there was one Toronto artist or band that you could collab with who would it be and why? I recently, just a couple nights ago, saw Ohm House play do you know? I don't know if you I know don't that think band. so. No. So it's Stephen Foster's songwriting project, and Steve is a friend of mine, and he knows that I want to collaborate with him. Like I've told him that before. Mm-hmm. We have sung together on um, one of Tom's tracks. Um, Tom Gill, who's in Bernice, also has his own project, Thomas, and sometimes by goes by other names. But um, Steve is somebody who I really um, would sh- like shout to the heavens that people need to check him out, Ohm House. He's such an amazing songwriter and human being. And um, if I ever had the opportunity to, like, actually dig in and collaborate with him, I think it would probably be very life-changing because of how good he is. Just be, like, a wonderful, wonderful time, I'm sure. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, hopefully we can hear that collab in the future. Yeah, that would be cool. Yes. You already know him, so, I mean, that's... I mean, yeah. There you go. It's, it's ha- more there. realistic than me saying, like... 
Jan Arden, who I also would love to collaborate with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? You never know, you right? Never One know. day might happen. <laughs> um, yeah, so I know that you mentioned, just some final questions to wrap up. Um, you mentioned that you guys are going to be releasing um, a new album in the coming months. So I was wondering, yeah, what can people expect from that? And what other stuff are you guys working on um, coming up? We don't have a date yet for the for the album release, but um, I'm hoping to pin that down with Arts and Crafts really soon. Uh, we're just kind of creating our release plan and schedule and everything right now. But it sounds different from the EP. Um, it still sounds like us for sure. It's maybe a little bit more uh, minimally minimally produced, a little bit more um, sparse in terms of the amount of stuff. Like Sean's production style is definitely to just pack as much sound into a track as possible. Um, and these other tracks uh, are, they have more of a live feel because we recorded them um, in a room to tape with Matt Smith so it's really like this is the band playing this song and then we kind of did a little bit of fun overdubbing and editing and adding things in and making it just sort of feel really good so it's different the same but different yeah that's awesome though I love yeah. that and I feel like it can only get better you know what I mean like oh, I'm, cool. I'm very excited I think it's gonna be awesome and yes. um yeah I mean if, if the EP is any indication of what you guys are capable of I think this album will be will be awesome so I can't wait Thank you. <laughs> no problem and um yeah what else are you guys up to I'm like more performances coming up as well or yeah yeah I'm really excited um about the fall we're gonna be we've been opening a bunch for Martha Wainwright this year since right. January so we're going out with her again in September um, playing four shows on the west coast of the states. And then um, in December, I'm really excited that we're going to be supporting The Weather Station, which is another wonderful Toronto band that um, I'm sure many people already know. And if you don't, you should. Um, Tamara Lindman's band. And um, we're going out. This is a, it's like a short East Coast Canadian run. So we will be playing Toronto, Montreal, and then I think Halifax and Sackville and heading out to the East Coast with her. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, lots of fun things. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, going around uh, Canada too, which is super fun. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. And so where can people go to find out more information about Bernice? You can go pretty much anywhere, whatever your top choice is for location online. But our website is bernicemusic.com which has easy links to everything. So I would point them there first. And then we also have a Facebook page that's easy to find if they just want to start there. Yeah. 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 You guys are super easy to find. Um, yeah. And thank you so much. Is there, is there anything else you wanted to add? Uh, I don't think so. I love that this is the Ryerson campus <laughs> radio. It's great to be here and I love um, I love local radio stations. So I actually used to uh, co-host a U of T music radio show when I was a student at U of T. So oh no way! Yeah. Fun fact. That's yeah, awesome. Fun fact. <laughs> it was called the Music Factory. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we got canceled because. Um, we were being too weird, I think. Oh. Unfortunately. Oh, it's okay. They they missed out. It's they fine. misunderstood us. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool, though. It comes full circle, I guess. Yeah. You're doing an interview on, totally. on Campus Community Radio. So, yeah. cool. And I'm thrilled. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much again for joining me. Thank you for having me. To find out more about Bernice, visit their website, bernicemusic.com, and connect with them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Also be sure to take a listen to their new EP Puff on Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, Amazon.com, and Google Play. Don't miss your chance to watch Bernice perform live at the Toronto Bicycle Music Festival on September 10th. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. This was Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape.